Bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western theater. Recorded earlier for release at this time. Drifting along, singing a song under a western moon. From Hollywood comes your all-star Western theater. Starring America's great western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Bringing you the music, the stories, and the spirit of the great open spaces. And now, here are the riders of the Purple Sage. Roll along, along, Jordan, roll me on my way. Roll along, along, Jordan, roll me home today. I'm gonna ride away from here. I'm gonna ride away from here. Oh, darkness falling, Gabriel's calling, I'm gonna ride away from here. Roll along, along, Jordan, roll me on my way. Roll along, along, Jordan, roll me home today. I'm gonna sing away up there. I'm gonna sing away up there. Oh, heaven's blessing, sweet caressing, I'm gonna sing away up there. Roll along, along, Jordan, roll me on my way. Roll along, along, Jordan, roll me home today. Hello, this is Foy Willing saying welcome to your all-star Western theater where the boys and I have the privilege of bringing you our Western stories and songs. And now since we've already got things underway with a number that galloped on down the road, let's slow down to an easy trot and have a sentimental number. We've got one ready for you, and it's Cowboy's Heaven. Oh, and I will be Watching the bright stars a-twinkling 
Hospitality Unlimited in the early West. Friends rode over from miles around to share in holiday festivities. Then, as now, half the pleasure of a fine Christmas dinner came from sharing it with friends. And speaking of Christmas dinner reminds us of turkey with plenty of savory Weber's bread stuffing. Remember to get Weber's bread for stuffing Monday. Then open the end of the protective blue and white wrapper and let the bread dry out for a couple of days so it will be ready to use. And, of course, we needn't remind you that Weber's bread is good bread. Fresh, soft, always flavorsome. Your neighborhood grocer will have plenty of Weber's bread on hand for you bright and early Monday morning. Now the riders of the Purple Sage sing for you their arrangement of one of the greatest songs to ever come out of the West, Twilight on the Trail. Twilight on the trail, and I jog along. The world is like a dream, and the ripple of the stream is my song. When it's twilight on the trail, and I rest once more, my ceiling is the sky, and the grass on which I lie is my floor. Never ever have a debt to pay Still I understand what real contentment means Yes, I was born that way When it's twilight on the train And my voice is still Please plant this heart of mine Underneath the lonesome pine On the hill 
once again for Foy Willing and the riders of the Purple Sage to tell another of their adventures in the West. This is the story they call The Words with Signs Following. In the West, where life must be lived according to rigid codes, and where the nature of the country itself imposes restrictions, which then help form the character of a man, in the West, where these things are true, people are more than likely to develop personality traits which seem odd to those who don't know and understand the country. Men develop purposeful attitudes from which nothing less than a miracle can swerve them. Another man develop an antagonism and self-sufficiency which isolates them from the social life of the countryside. Our story concerns a man with a purpose and another man who resists that purpose. Foy Willing, Al Sloy, Johnny Paul, and Scotty Harrell are done up in their best bibs and tuckers today. They're riding along a bit more thoughtfully than usual, perhaps, but then that's understandable when you know that they're on their way to Four Points, where there's a revival meeting. Sam Peters, the famous cowboy evangelist, an old and respected friend of theirs, is holding his tent meetings at Four Points this week, and that's something the boys wouldn't miss. Well, I'll tell you, boys, I got a good feeling in my soul already. Have you, Foy? Yes, I have, Al. Well, I was kind of embarrassed to say so, but by gollies, I have too. Why be embarrassed about feeling religious? Oh, it ain't that I'm embarrassed about feeling religious, Johnny. Well, it's that I kind of get embarrassed about saying I feel religious. Religion's a real thing, if you ask me. I agree with you, Scotty. It's something you feel way down deep, and you don't talk about those way down deep feelings. Isn't that what you mean, Scotty? Yeah, I'll go along with that. For instance, I get a lot out of a good hymn, but I don't believe I could ever put into words what I get out of it. I know I couldn't. I just like to stand up there with the rest of the folks and sing out good and loud. That's what Sam Peters likes folks to do. Stand up and sing out good and loud. Well, I'm Sam's man. You know, I get a lot out of Sam's preaching, and I think maybe the reason I do is that Sam's a good man. He's been a cowpuncher. He can ride and shoot and bulldog a steer probably better than any of us. And he doesn't let anybody talk him out of something he's made up his mind to do. Boy, he sure doesn't. I remember when he decided to become an evangelist, lots of folks tried to talk him out of it. Some of them even made fun of him. Nothing stopped Sam. He went right ahead. He sure did. I'll bet a month's pay that Sam Peters can get more folks inside a tent and talk sensible religion to him than anybody else in this part of the country. I know he can. Can't anybody else get me to a revival meeting? You know something? What, boy? We'll probably never know the answer to this. But I wonder if people like Sam Peters get help from the Lord. What do you mean, Foy? I mean real sure enough help. I wonder if God knows that Sam is working for him and really gives Sam honest-to-goodness help. You know, that's a good question. It sure is. It's one I'm going to ask Sam tonight when I see him. Sam, it's a pleasure to lay eyes on you again, and I really mean that. It sure is, Sam. Boy, you don't know how it warms my heart to see you boys again. Where's Johnny and Scotty? They're taking care of the horses. They'll be right in. Good. I want to see them, too. Sam, you got a new tent here? I sure have, Al. I thought so. It's big enough to have a county fair in. Boys, I'm happy to say that every year the crowds get bigger and bigger. And I hope that someday I'll have to have a tent that'll make this one look like a camping outfit. Well, don't be surprised if you do. 
I've even got a helper now. First class assistant. Well, what do you know? Well, doggone your time, Sam. Let me shake the hand of the man who can get me to a revival. Johnny, Paul, and Scotty. Sam, it's mighty <laughs> nice to see you again. Well, it's a good thing you boys didn't disappoint me. I've been counting on seeing you when I got here to four points, and if you hadn't showed up... You I... want us to stand up and sing out good and loud, Sam? You bet I do, Johnny. Well, you preach a good sermon, and we'll do it. Well, I don't preach sermons anymore, Johnny. What? Oh, Sam's joking. No, I'm not, Adam. But Sam, you used to preach such fine sermons. Yeah, maybe for it, maybe not. Oh, yes, you did. What do you mean you don't preach sermons anymore? Boys, I came to the conclusion that sermons as such were words. Sermons didn't satisfy me, and I don't think they satisfied the people who came to hear me. Oh, I don't know about that, Sam. Oh, I found out, Johnny. Religion has to be a personal thing, and I can make religion personal by doing something besides preaching a sermon. I've heard men who could make religion a personal thing by preaching sermons, but I found another way that's better for me. What is it, Sam? Well, Al, I just go out there onto that platform and I tell experiences that I've had that prove to me beyond the possibility of any doubt that religion is a sound thing and that there is a God. Well, Sam, I believe you just answered the question I was going to ask you. What's that, Al? Well, Foy brought it up when we were riding in. Do you think God knows you're working for him and... Does he really give you honest-to-goodness help? Al, you listen to my talk tonight, and you'll see whether or not he gives me honest-to-goodness help. Friends? Friends, it makes me very happy to see so many of you here tonight. I know how far lots of you have ridden to get here and how far you have to ride to get back home. And so, with God's help, I'll try to make your efforts worthwhile and give you something to take home with you. Something that'll stay with you and sustain you. And we'll convince you that you can call on God for help and receive it. Now, most of you know these four boys sitting on the platform here with me. Four William, Al Sloy, Johnny Paul, and Scotty Harrell. They're good friends of most of us. Good men. Just a little while ago, Al asked me a question that I'm going to answer now. He asked me if I thought God knows I'm working for him. And does God really give me honest-to-goodness help? Well, listen. Two years ago, on Christmas Eve, I was riding through some mighty tough territory. And I was riding through this territory for a reason. I knew a man who lived alone, far away from everybody and whose soul was so dry and withered that I didn't see how I could justify my own living until I tried to help him. And as I approached this little house, I decided to ask for some help. I decided to pray to God to help me bring to this man some loving kindness for his fellow man and the spirit of friendship. Now, God, uh, just as well talk straight out. I'm going to tell you that this man needs help, and I'm going to try to give it to him. But I may not be able to give him enough help, and I may need some assistance from you. Of course, I know he won't fail me if I call on you, but I just want to remind you that if I do call on you, it's because I do need the help, and pronto. And thanks in advance. Oh, Jigs, well, look are here. Yep, yep. Still up, I see. 
Who's there? It's Sam, Henry. Who? Sam. Well, for the love... What do you want? I came to visit you, Henry. I can see that. Why? <laughs> do I get invited in? Well, I guess so, if you insist. I do. Come on in. Well, season's greetings, Henry. Well, don't make me laugh. I don't intend to. Well, look, Sam, you know me. You've known me for ten years or more, ever since we punched cattle together. That's the only reason you're standing in my house right now. If you want to take it easy, you can stay a little while. If you want to talk religion, there's the door. You haven't changed any. I can see that, Henry. You're darn right you can see it. Oh, I uh, brought you a little present. What is... Did you bring me another Bible? It makes good reading for a man who spends his evenings alone, Henry. You know what I did with the one you brought me last year, don't you? Yeah, I saw you burn it. Guess what I'm going to do with this one. Well, don't tell me. You can do whatever you want to with it. It's a gift. Yeah, no thanks for it either. Well, that's all right. Let's change the subject. Oh, uh, how are your cattle? Scrawny. Well, it's been a bad year in the past. Just... Yeah. Why don't you ask your personal friends in heaven to fix it? <laughs> Why don't you ask them? I don't know. Don't want to. Got any hard hands now, Henry? No. All I can get are half-breeds, and they're no good lying, thieving snakes. A lot of them. I wouldn't let them have a drink of water out of my well. How long since the last one left? You mean how long since I chased the last one off the place with a forty-four? Chased him on? Caught the little weasel stealing. What? Food, of course. How much were you paying? Paying him? You crazy, Sam. Pork and beans is all they get out of me. They don't earn that. Maybe if you paid them something and gave them enough to eat, they wouldn't try to steal food. Don't tell me. Stealing's in their blood. You don't trust anybody, do you, Henry? I trust a guy named Henry. That's all. I don't even trust you. I wonder if you'll ever change. I know how the world is, Sam. And I know how to fight it. Anything that changes me will be a miracle. Well, you asked for it, Henry. Let's go to work, God. Let's go to work God business. I may as well tell you, Henry. I came out here with my mind made up to put a little new life under that dried prune you call your soul. A boss is helping me. You... You think that... <laughs> you think that the thunder and rain were brought on by you? No, not by me. Oh, <laughs> oh Sam, you've gone off your trolley. They'll be locking you up the next thing you know. We'll see. You're going to work a miracle, huh? Is that it? Okay. Make a daisy grow up out of the floor. Nope. Make my hair curly, Sam. I always wanted curly Stop hair. Stop that blasphemy. Oh. God's little soldier is going to get tough, huh? All right, Sam. Get out. Before you go, I want you to watch something. Your Bible, see? Into the fireplace. Now, get out. No, Henry. Get out. Not until the Lord and I have worked our miracle. I suppose that's the Lord knocking on the door. Why don't you open it and find out? Yeah. Yeah, I will. Please, senor. What do you want? Please, senor. I am sorry to trouble you, but this rain... What about it? It is wet and... Is it wet out there? Oh, that's funny. It ain't wet in here. Please, senor. I do not have the time for laughing now. My wife is... What about your wife, son? Well, she, she's on the horse there getting wet. Let her get wet. Probably the first bath she ever had. Do not speak this way of my wife, please, senor. Why, you dirty little mestizo. Henry! Get off my property and take your wife with you. But my wife... Get going before I fill you with buckshot. 
What's the matter with your wife, son? I am trying to get her to town, senor. But we cannot go on in this rain. She's going to have the baby. And I suppose you want to bring her into my house. That... Well, you see, senor, it is not for me. It is for Enough of you and get moving. I wouldn't have you lying, thieving scum in here if you paid me. Don't talk to like this. I, I, I do not understand. You, senor, I understand, son. Henry... This boy and his wife need help. They don't get it from me. But they will from me. I'm taking them out to the barn. Henry? Yes, Sam? Come out here on the steps. I, I want to show you something. Stopped raining. Yeah. The sky is clear. Look. I'm afraid to look, Sam. Afraid? There's punishment waiting for me. A man punishes himself, Sam. And when a man knows he's wrong, God forgives. You're sure of that? I'm sure. Now, look. That star looks like it's right above my barn. I knew it would be there. The boy's wife had her child. Shall I tell you the father's name, Sam? You think you know it? I know it. It's Jose. That means Joseph. That's his name. And his wife's name is Maria. Yeah, that's her name. And they named the baby Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, they named the baby Jesus. What's that little piece of paper you're holding, Henry? This is proof. Of what? Of your success tonight. What is it? You remember when I threw the Bible into the fireplace? Yes. It burned. Yeah, I know. All except this little piece. You and your boss worked your miracle tonight, Sam. And the verse on this little piece of paper proves it. It tells me what I'm going to spend the rest of my life. And that, my friends, is about all there is to the story. Except the kind of little epilogue which you're just about to hear. To my personal knowledge, that little piece of paper has always been with Henry since that night. That little charred piece of paper out of the Bible was spared from the fire that consumed the rest of the book. And I want Henry, who now works with me, to come forward and read what's on that paper. Henry. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Somebody say something. I'm thinking. So am I. Me too. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Al and I really got an answer to the question about whether Sam gets honest to goodness help from God. I'm convinced he does. 
Do you really think God helped Sam work a miracle on Henry? Yeah, I think so. I do, too. So do I. Yeah, I guess I think so, too. Sam Peters told should remind us that the Christmas spirit isn't something that suddenly shows up on December 25th. No, the spirit of Christmas never really goes away. It's present every time you help someone, friend or stranger. It's present, too, in what we like to think of as traditionally Western characteristics. Open-handed hospitality, warm friendliness, a willingness to pitch in and get things done. Perhaps it's a little early to wish you all a Merry Christmas, but next Saturday we'll be saying Happy New Year. So for now, the bakers of good Weber's bread wish you a very Merry Christmas. Now Al Sloey sings one of the greatest songs the world will ever hear, The Lord's Prayer. Starring America's great Western singers, Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. The script was written and directed by Scott Farnworth. 
This is Terry O'Sullivan speaking. Western Theater came to you by transcription. Listen again next week and every week at this same time for your all-star Western Theater, which came to you from Columbia Square. This is KNX in Los Angeles.